Good evening, everyone. This is Luke Bisson, and you're listening to a Grounding on the Go, Waiver Wire Edition. It's Monday night, late. Game is just over. Atlanta beat New Orleans, and a pretty impressive game all around. Uh, I uh, could really could have used Willie Sneed in that uh, that last game. Lost a couple, uh, a couple of my leagues because. He decided that he was too injured to play, which, you know, whatever. So, I wanted to run down a quick list of waiver wire guys that uh, I think may be uh, worth a look. Uh, all of these guys are at least uh, under 50% owned on Yahoo. And uh, we'll start with the quarterbacks. My number one, uh, 20, uh, 20% owned on Yahoo is Carson Wentz. I... Don't think I really need to uh, get too deep into as to why. Uh, so far, he's looking good, and you know, if you need a uh, a pretty good quarterback, uh, whether it's just to supply your backup or to supplant somebody that you took that you thought was going to be, you know, a lot better, go that way. Uh, number two on my list is uh, Trevor Simeon. He's six percent owned. Had a great game, throwing over just three hundred yards. Uh, I think that he is, at least for the time being, who knows if it's a system thing, but for the time being, you know, if you have now seen that if they need him to throw the ball, you know, he can do it, which really came in handy considering C.J. Anderson did not have such a good game. Uh, And then finally, uh, I have two guys that I consider to be dire straight picks. Uh, The first one is Dak Prescott. Uh, he's 44% owned, so he's just under the cusp. Uh, he is showing signs that he, he actually may be sticking in the offense, uh, when Romo could come back. Uh, I saw a meme earlier that likened Romo to, uh, Bledsoe when, uh, uh, Tom Brady was coming in. And you may be seeing something like that. I, I would hope not, just because... I think that, you know, if Romo can stay healthy, I feel that he better understands and is better equipped to handle going deeper into the season. But Dak Prescott so far has not thrown an interception. Uh, I know, I I forget the numbers, I believe he's hovering just below or just above 100 uh, uh, throws, you know, passes in the league so far without an interception uh, to start off his career. Both him and Carson Wentz are roughly about the same. And so and that, that's great. Uh, so we'll see how that goes and everything. Uh, it, it's obvious when you watch it that Dallas is scheming to make it easier for him. And so that may limit him when he gets against harder defenses. Um, case in point, looking at Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz was able to completely just carve, uh, Pittsburgh's defense, which yes, is sketchy from time to time and whatnot, but he has what I think people also feel that Dak Prescott has, but Dak doesn't have it yet. So that's why, uh, Wentz is in my, uh, actual grabs and Dak Prescott is in my dire straits. Finally, uh, in Dire Straits, I also have Brian Hoyer. Uh, He's going to be there for a bit. And he put over 300 yards and two touchdowns, so it's not like he uh, 
It's not like he had a bad day. You know, it was uh, Chicago lost bad, <laughs> but you know, 317 yards and two touchdowns is not a bad day of work. He is owned two percent in leagues. Uh, moving on to the running backs, we have a couple different categories for them. I have. Uh, your standard running backs isn't in the sense like you know, guys that I feel you should look at your dire straits, and I also have uh, stashes because we have a couple of guys that are either on PUP or IR that are going to be you know potentially coming off soon. So I thought we'd look at them. Uh, number one for me is uh, Jordan Howard. Uh, Jerry Lanford went down with a potential Achilles injury that turned out to actually be just a sprained knee. However, he's going to be out four to six weeks, and that gives Jordan Howard and Kadeem Carey the ability to, uh, you know, move forward. Jordan Howard is 24% owned. Kadeem Carey is 1%. I have Kadeem Carey as my number one dire straits pickup. Uh, number two on my list is Darren Sproles uh, with the injury with Ryan Matthews, which didn't seem that bad, but... Uh, Darren Sproles made the most of it, you know, against a Pittsburgh defense. And uh, looking forward uh, after him, I did have Christine Michael on the list uh, as my actual number one, but uh, uh, he's 72% owned, so he was taken off. Uh, but, uh, you know, Rawls is also out now, so if you have an opportunity to get Christine Michael on the cheap, I would do so. Uh, number three for me, though, on my actual list is Chris Thompson from Washington uh, with Matt Jones being there. Matt Jones didn't look half bad. However, Chris Thompson is obviously your third down back, and I feel that he actually has a place in the offense that will ultimately get you points. Moving on from there, we are looking at uh, Wendell Smallwood. And basically, this right here, 1% owned, he is basically your your handcuff, it appears, you know, between him and Kenjin Barner. Uh, but I think Smallwoods appeared, at least, to have more uh, ability, which, based on the preseason, I'd never thought I'd be saying. But I would go after Smallwood before Barner. Uh, and then the rest of them are dire straits. You have the Washingtons, both DeAndre from Oakland and Dwayne from uh, Detroit, Alex Collins, uh, Orleans Darqua, and then uh, Paul Perkins. And those last two are on the list simply because uh, you're looking at Shane Vereen being gone, and he is on the IR now with uh, triceps injury. And Jennings is kind of unknown still. He had a thumb issue. The latest report says he's supposed to play, but I am not sure if that's going to happen. Uh, but we'll find out as the uh, practices start uh, occurring throughout the week. And then finally, my two stashes. Uh, Deion Lewis is on the PUP, which means uh, week six is when the earliest he can return. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to, but if you have an IR slot or... If you have a place where you, can, if you have a roster spot, maybe your roster is a little deeper than normal, you know, grab him, just throw him on there just in case. Uh, no one has really taken anything. I, I believe the number was three touches for James White uh, beyond uh, what Blunt was getting throughout his game. So if Blunt's getting all of that attention and everything, if Deion Lewis walks back in, he could easily slip back into sort of the role he had before getting injured last year. 
Uh, and then finally, uh, Kenneth Dixon. Once again, it's crazy out there in Baltimore. It's hard to tell, uh, you know, what's going to happen so as far as, like, uh, who's going to be here. Is it Forsett? Is it West? I think if Dixon can come in and he can command uh, a little more attention from the coaching staff and a little more security uh, all around, I think you may see him uh, start to climb up as being the uh, uh, uncontested starter. Uh, moving on to wide receivers. Uh, my number one wide receiver for this week is 16% uh, on Yahoo is Jamison Crowder. It's becoming very apparent to me that Crowder, especially in PPR leagues, is where the offense is going to be continuing to go as long as Kirk Cousins is the quarterback in Washington. Uh, both him and Jordan Reed seem to, to be targeted uh, quite often uh, with uh, uh, Deshaun Jackson getting the long balls and you know the occasional, uh, in case of emergency throws. Uh, Pierre Garçon appears to be an afterthought, although he did see some work down towards the end zone in the game. So uh, it's not like he's absolutely dead, but it's obvious that... Uh, it's moving, you know. I feel that Josh Doxson will be ultimately replacing Pierre Thomas, uh, but you know, after this year, Djax is gone, so maybe both of them will be gone from here, and you'll just have Doxson, Crowder, and then Jordan Reed rounding out the three uh, uh, receiving uh, entities that uh, can keep the offense flowing. Uh, number two for me is Adam Humphreys in, uh, the, he is at 1% <laughs> and he is your slot receiver in Tampa Bay. He is what I was hoping Kenny Bell would eventually become, but Kenny Bell was released. Now Adam Humphreys is running wild from the, the middle of the field. Uh, number three for me is, uh, the utility guy Terrell Pryor from Cleveland. Uh, he can throw it, he can catch it, and he, I guess he can run it, and he can even play safety if you want him to. So, uh, all in all, very, very interesting. He scored no, second overall in points, uh, only, or maybe it was third. Uh, he scored really high, I believe it was third overall in points. Um, but, I mean, he, he, he to do it, though, he had to catch a bunch of balls, he had to run twice, and he had to throw two balls. So he, there, he involved a lot of work on his part. Now, which they may continue to do, but now there's tape on how he's doing it. Now there's tape on how they're switching between quarterbacks and everything. So maybe this was more so an opportunity just to kind of give uh, Cody Kessler a little more time to get acclimated with uh, weekly planning and prep work for going up against other teams. Um, after him, I have Michael Thomas, who had a, a decent game today, 70 yards, a touchdown, seven catches. Uh, and uh, actually, in uh, one league, he took me over the top by one point, so Michael Thomas saved my hide this week in a, uh, a best ball league. And um, after him, I have Steve Smith Sr. I think that Really, Mike Wallace to me is the only guy that I, and I hate saying this, but the only guy that I seem to trust enough to be like, hey, I think he's going to do something this week, so I'll put him in there. Um, but if you have a back spot that you need somewhere, Steve Smith still has the fire, and given the opportunity, if he starts seeing more 
uh, targets his way, he could start. He could continue to put up uh, decent enough numbers to warrant a wide receiver three from time to time. Uh, the rest of the guys that I have on my list, uh, except for I do have one more, Kevin White. He's forty nine percent owned. Um, and I feel that uh, this past week with Hoyer, he took a slight step forward, so you may start to see him climb a little bit. Um, looking at uh, the you know Chicago in a nutshell, uh, the tight end spot's going to be huge, which I'll get to. And uh, and then I think Kevin White and Alshon Jeffrey are your guys. I was really surprised that uh, Eddie Royal wasn't... Uh, utilized as much and I'm pretty sure that was more a defensive matchup issue than anything else but I haven't had time to watch the, the Sunday night game yet so I'm not sure um, next on the list for me is all of your dire straight guys I have Nelson Aguilar at 12% Tyler Boyd and Danny Amendola at 11% owned uh, Devontae Adams I think is a pretty decent ad at 10% uh, Kenny Stills at 9% I mean Kenny Stills is still there and uh, having watched the Miami game a little bit against Cleveland this week, uh, Kenny Stills is targeted uh, a lot, a lot more often than I thought he would be. Uh, so uh, I think he'd be a nice just grab. The only thing though is he's going to be very volatile. You're you're going to have weeks where he does good for you, especially in PPR, and then you're going to have weeks where he's not doing much of anything. I also have two uh, super deep stashes. If you guys have roster spots that go really low, or potentially even if you're in um, uh, dynasty leagues and these guys happen to still be there, uh, Tyreek Hill from Kansas City at 0%, and uh, Dontrell Inman at 1%. I think they're good to have. Uh, Tyreek Hill has been putting up you know, double-digit fantasy points since the beginning of the season, so why wouldn't you want to get something like that? Just maybe as your wide receiver 6 or 7 in case you need them. Uh, Downshall Inman, uh, you know, they've got Travis Benjamin, they've got uh, Terrell Williams, and then they have Downshall Williams, you know, uh, Downshall Inman. So that's like the options out there. Uh, even, you know, Antonio Gates is out for the foreseeable future, and they have Hunter Henry as their uh, tight end. So those are the guys at wide receiver. Moving on to uh, tight end real quick. I'll go through these a little more quickly. Uh, I have Zach Miller at 40%. I think Zach Miller, as long as Hoyer is in at uh, quarterback in Chicago, is going to have a much more... Uh, uh, he's going to be much more frequently used. I uh, see him uh, seeing... Maybe not so much, obviously, the two touchdowns per game, but you're going to see him getting a lot more targets and looks as, uh, as, you know, as a Cleveland fan. I remember Hoyer in Cleveland, and he liked to check it down a lot. Uh, number two for me is Cameron Brait. ASJ is gone, and Cameron Brait is the guy now. So it's no longer a Josh Hill, is he going to become an actual tight end or just pretend to be one? Cameron Brait's the guy, at least for this year, and I think that uh, he's going to do good. He's at 2%. I had Jimmy Graham on this list, uh, thinking that a lot of people wouldn't have had him picked up already because of his uh, injury. Uh, but after this week, uh, I went to go uh, look at it, and he's at 73% owned, so never mind on him. <laughs> uh, number three for me, then, is Kyle Rudolph at 42%. And then I have a few dire straight guys. Uh, Ryan Griffin, the Houston tight end, uh, looked pretty good. Uh, the aforementioned uh, Hunter Henry, I think that uh, in Gates' absence, he can do things. Uh, 
Jay Samaro from Tennessee. Adelity Walker was having some issues, and Jay Samaro saw some time. So, you know, Delaney Walker is up there, and if they can develop Jay Samaro, now I understand it's Tennessee, but if they can develop Jay Samaro, uh, he may be a nice uh, value grabbing him now and just stashing him in a dynasty league or um, uh, sitting on him hoping that he does something at the end of the year. Uh, with that in mind, I'm also, I also have ASJ on this list. He was literally bro- uh, he, he was picked up today uh, after being released from Tampa Bay for his DUI. He was picked up by the Jets, and that's great because I don't know if the... Uh, I think it's a great landing spot because there's not much in the way of competition as long as he can keep his head straight and, uh, and not freak out at uh, coaching staff and whatnot. Um... But, uh, and then finally, at 10% owned, uh, Jack Doyle. I'm going to say his name again. I'll probably say his name every week because I think that he, as long as Dante Moncrief is out, I feel that they're going to be utilizing two tight end sets. And I think that he would be the perfect uh, complement to have in a pinch for those weeks where you need it. So, like, uh, right now, if you're sitting there waiting for the uh, the Gronk train to get started and everything, and no one else is on waivers. I wouldn't feel horrible having Jack Doyle there to get five to six points because at the same time, that's his floor. His floor is five to six points, but his ceiling could easily reach 13, 16 points depending on how many yards he's getting in PPR leagues and the potential touchdown. He's definitely a target for luck in the uh, red zone as... You know, the the first week show when he caught two touchdowns. So I think that he's a good opportunity if he's still there and he'd be going really cheap. Uh, real quick, as I don't really get into uh, uh, defenses or kickers, but I'm just going to give you my quick streaming defenses for people that stream. Um, number one for me going forward for the next three weeks is Buffalo. Uh, so far this season they've averaged 12 points per game. They're on 38%, and their next three games is against New England, which may be a little rough, but then they have L.A. and San Francisco. So not exactly too hard at the end of that if their defense can hold up. Number two for me is uh, Baltimore at 10, at 10 points on average. They're 23% owned, and their next three games is Oakland, Washington, and the Giants. Um, and then finally, my third one, and they're number three for me because they have a bye this first week. But then after that, they have Detroit and Washington. It's Philadelphia. They uh, average 12 points per, um, uh, per game, uh, 43% owned. And I really think that uh, uh, what helps them, maybe not so much on the defensive side, which, I mean, let's be honest, Jim Schwartz is doing a really good job with his group out there on the defensive side of the ball in Philly. Um, but I also feel that they have a pretty good special team setup where, so if you're also getting points on, you know, for your team special teams as well, uh, they may be a pretty good grab going forward. Uh, now, as far as streaming kickers, I have two on here. My first one is Dustin Hopkins. He is the Washington kicker. He's only 5% owned, and he faces Cleveland next week, so he should see plenty of work. And then number two for me is Josh Brown, uh, the Giants kicker. He's 26% owned. Uh, He's number two, though, for me because he's going to be going against Minnesota. 
and then really fast in redraft leagues, my buy lows, uh, C.J. Anderson, who got 5.1 points this uh, this week in a PPR league. Uh, Randall Cobb, who only got a 4.3 score this week in PPR. And then finally, maybe you can find someone who uh, <laughs> saw that 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 uh, that egg that uh, Kelvin Benjamin put up, and uh, he's willing to move him for uh, cheaper. Those are three guys that I'm trying to grab, and the three guys that I'm trying to sell. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, who got 31.4 points. Uh, a simple reason, I don't know if he's going to be able to be a sustainable uh, score, and he's going to be able to sustain that many points or even close to it. Uh, once defense, once he starts going against defenses that can, you know, basically lock out and lock down your uh, number one wide receiver. Uh, Terrell Pryor for me is also a sell. Simply you know, at thirty-two point seven this past week. Simply put, Terrell Pryor uh, he, he did a lot of things to get where he was or to get the points that he got. I wouldn't expect that to uh, uh, be very common. And then finally, uh, Jeremy Hill. I mean, he got 21.7 points because he scored two touchdowns. So, I mean, good for him. And there's a lot of talk on Twitter that, you know, man, I should have bought him last week and everything. Get out there and sell him because if it's anything we know about Cincinnati, it's they do not have any kind of uh, frequency when it comes to doing stuff. They're not consistent. So I would move those guys, uh, or at least try to, for more than uh, what you're going to be able to get a week from now. Uh, and with that, uh, I think uh, 21, 22 minutes is a, a, a good chunk of time. So uh, good luck with those waiver wires. Happy hunting and have a good night.